Okay, now, if you folks ever wondered what the wealthy freaking do with their money before your end, how are they deploying their profits? What retirement plan decisions are making? Because you probably wondered, what did the rich do? Well, guess what? We want you to be rich. Some of you already are, but you just aren't in the know. We're going to break it down today, some kick-butt strategies. So we're going to hit some of these retirement account considerations, and we're going to hit a lot of things you might not have thought about. And there's a lot of things you need to think and know by your end. There's some stuff that you can kick down the road till April 15th. We're going to make sure you know which ones are which. Welcome, everyone, to the Directed IRA podcast. This is Matt Sorensen, joined by the dapper Mark J. Kohler, wearing a linen suit today. Yeah, as a casual Friday. We just had this discussion yesterday. I mean, you're wearing your pajamas. I'm wearing a zip-up with a collar, okay? And it does say KQS Lawyers on it. So it's like company... Uh, it's an exception to the rule. I think I'm going to have to go talk with HR after this. <laughs> I uh, file a formal complaint. I, I dress up for the show, you know? I, res- I appreciate I that. I respect the I people. I appreciate that. The, it's the people's show. You want to look professional when you yeah. meet with Matt Sorensen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, now, if you folks ever wondered what the wealthy freaking do with their money before your end, how are they deploying their profits? What retirement plan decisions they're making? Because you probably wondered, what do the rich do? Well, guess what? We want you to be rich. Some of you already are, but you just aren't in the know. We're going to break it down today. Some kick butt strategies. Yeah. At least six or seven, right? These are little tricks of the trade, the little nuances, the things you can do to keep more of your hard-earned money and to be investing and growing it in a tax-efficient way. So we're going to hit some of these retirement account considerations, and we're going to hit a lot of things you might not have thought about. And there's a lot of things you need to think and know by your end. There's some stuff that you can kick down the road till April 15th. We're going to make sure you know which ones are which. But um, these are the decisions you need to be making and the actions you want to be taking before you're in. This is the busiest time of year in our law firm every year. We're a tax law firm helping small business owners around the country. Directed IRA is off the hook right now, getting certain transactions completed that we're going to talk about. Because December 31st is the deadline for a lot of year-end strategies. The wealthy know this. They don't care about April 15th. I don't care about April 15th. I care about December 31st. And so we're going to break down some of these that I think are just so, so important. Yeah. April April 15th is like the report card of what you did on December 31st. <laughs> the ex- final exam was what's happened before December 31st. You know what I mean? Yeah. All your account can do is do the report card to the IRS to tally it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See the damage. Um, now, on the, I, okay. Now, I want to put, point this out because I swear I had this experience twice in the last week and a half. I spoke at two or three conferences, making the rounds, the last rounds before the holidays. And I was still shocked. Uh, the educator level, uh, fellow speakers on the stage, influencer level that were trashing 401ks because they only hold stock. And I was like, really? Did you see I was on the agenda right after you or before you? Do you ever listen to anything anyone else says is on stage? And so I just want to remind all of you that everything we're talking about today about building wealth, tax preferential strategy sessions before year end, decisions to make are so that you can build a bucket, if you so choose, and invest that 401k, IRA, SEP, HSA, uh, covered out, whatever, in what you know best. Can we just remember that? And everybody you talk to at all the dinner parties, I'm going to challenge them right now. You're going to be having Thanksgiving dinner, some Christmas socials. You're going to go out with the neighborhood party and whatever. Can I just challenge you? Tell, let them know that they can own things in their retirement account other than a stock portfolio. Please, the world has got to know this. 
Yeah, I mean, we're screaming it from the rooftops everywhere we Jeez. go. Um, and of course, if you're listening to this podcast, regular listener, you know what we're talking about. It's an amazing strategy. Mark and I do it ourselves, 14,000 accounts. Many people joining us every day mm-hmm. in the great fight to take control of their retirement. But I want to start hitting these topics. And I want to hit the first one right out of the gate. This is something Mark and I are very passionate about. And, and it's a great tax strategy to do by year end that every small business owner making money needs to be doing ties into retirement accounts. It ties into building a legacy and building wealth. Ties into everything. Ties into being a good parent, teaching financial literacy, saving taxes, being smart. It's it's the everything. This is like, we do this, Mark and I both do this too. If you're a parent. All right, drop it. Drop it. You need to pay your kids by year end. If you're a small business owner, you got a rental property, you need to get your kids involved in your business. It's an amazing thing to do just for the sake of teaching your kids how to earn money. Let them work with you. Let them see what this is, what's involved in your business or your side hustle or your rental property and pay them. It's a tax deduction. You don't pay taxes on it. When you do it properly, we've got other podcasts on how to properly pay your kids. It's a tax deduction. But what happens when they get earned income? This could be your 12-year-old, your 13-year-old, your 6-year-old. I don't care. They're under 18. They get a tax deduction. Or you're gonna, you get a tax deduction. Mm-hmm. They have earned income. Now they're under the standard deduction, so they don't have to pay taxes. They're under the 13,000 whatever standard deduction. Let's say you paid them, I don't know, 6,500 bucks. (laughs) What can you do with that 6,500 bucks, Mark? Well, you could put it in a Roth IRA, (laughs) Mr. Sweaty. Yeah, Mr. Sweaty, it's Christmas season. It is Christmas season. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you made any special desserts. Yes. Yeah, yes. but uh, Mr. Sweaty, we could open a Roth IRA Bam. for that kid. Boom. Now you've, your kid's got 6500 bucks in Roth IRA, and you start teaching them about investing. We're not just trying to build a legacy of wealth you can pass on to your kids. I'm trying to have your kids get a legacy of learning how to build wealth for themselves. Yeah. That's way more valuable than just passing on the fish. Teach them how to fish. Yeah. And we, now, okay. I was literally teaching a class yesterday to over 80 CPAs and enrolled agents and accountants and attorneys. And someone in the group said, I just had a client come in that is 1099ing their kids out of their S corp. Is that okay? And these are other professionals that still don't know the steps. So I'm going to say it right now. You just heard this golden nugget It's super cool. But just don't run to your business checkbook or do an online transfer to your kids and think you're done. You could screw it up. There's just a couple steps there that are very, very important. Your first line of defense, get to our Main Street Business Podcast. It should be your next favorite podcast. It's your sister podcast that we shoot every week. We've got full hours just on paying kids and how to do it. So you can at least get your feet wet on what the process is. And then number two, pay for a year-end tax consultation with either your own tax advisor that knows what the hell's going on or one of our tax attorneys at the law firm. We are, we are almost full for the next six weeks with tax attorneys time being allocated to these year end planning sessions. You get a trifecta. We can cover paying the kids and every one of these other strategies we're going to talk about could be covered in that meeting. If we don't save you 10 times the cost of that meeting with one of our tax lawyers, that's a fail. That's a fail. So this is where the wealthy make money. They spend a little to get good advice and do it right. So they're not picking up the pieces later. So paying their kids, perfect strategy, just do it right. Some states, the standard deduction is not 13,000. Some states, you got to file a return. Sometimes we want to issue a W-2. 
Maybe we do a 1099. How old are they? Over 18, under 18. There's a lot of variables, but people put it on your radar. Yeah. And we actually have a kid's Roth account at Directed IRA. And the reason we love saying pay your kids through your business or through your LLC as a rental is is they have to have earned income. Like that's a requirement to contribute to a Roth IRA. And for your kids, right, they're under the income limits. They don't need to do the backdoor Roth IRA and those those strategies. They're going to be under the income limits. We can maybe get them under standard. We'll get them under standard deduction federally, maybe state. But awesome strategy. Now your kids are learning how to build and grow wealth, and they've got a tax-free Roth IRA. Everybody's seen the charts. We've all seen the charts. If only you started saving for retirement when you were 20 and you only put this much away, you would have this large eight-figure account by the time you're 60, right? We've all seen that that stat, even right. at a modest return on investment. It's about the time value of money and the time to be able to let that money compound. Get your kids started first. That's an amazing gift and an amazing lesson. <sighs> okay. And um, dang it, I was going to say something else on this. Probably come back to it. All okay. right. Let me roll to the next one. Yep. All right. Don't forget your spouse and all this. One thing that's that I've heard a lot of people get confused on when they talk about, well, you have to have earned income to contribute to an IRA or a Roth IRA. And my spouse doesn't oh. work. Mm. You know, they're home with the kids or for whatever reason they're they're not working. And the non-working spouse can still contribute to an IRA, Roth IRA or traditional, off of the income of the working spouse. Okay. Yep. It's called a spousal IRA contribution. They just set up an IRA in their name and they can make the contribution off the working spouse's income. So when you're thinking about putting 6500 bucks a year into an IRA, whether it's a traditional or Roth, or on next year, you can do 7000 a year. Yeah. Just realize, even if you have a non-working spouse, you can still be dropping money in for their account every okay. year. Okay. Now, I just remember what I was going to say, too. And this leads off of Matt's comment. Uh, last year, okay, let's back up and say this. You've got to pay your kids before December 31st and show a paper trail. This is how you launder money. <laughs> okay, you, if you don't move the money, it doesn't happen. This is the legal laundromat. Yes, the okay. legal laundromat. You're going to pay the kids. <laughs> then you have until April 15th yes. to put the money in their Roth IRA. Great point. So don't stress about and And by the way, you might pay them and have them reimburse you for all the crap you paid for this year. You're like, well, I don't have any extra money to pay them. Pay them five grand and then on the next day, have them pay you back. Done. You created a paper trail. Then you can fund the Roth IRA by April 15th. Next, I was meeting with a client last year before April 15th, and he goes, darn it, I didn't pay my daughter. I really wanted to get a Roth IRA before April 15th. And I go, well, how old is she? 16. And I said, does she babysit? I go, oh my gosh, she's a machine. In our neighborhood during the summer, she probably made five grand babysitting. Done. Done. Yeah, yeah. See, your, your kids might be a paper route earning money, summer job, summer job, something that's earned income. And you go, well, she already spent her five grand. That's okay. You can gift her five grand to open the Roth now. Wow. Because they had earned income. Because they had earned income. So think about what your kids might be doing. So we were able to backdoor it. Now he's paying her out of the business because it gets him a tax reduction. Her work and doing, you know, babysitting didn't help his tax return, but it opened up the Roth. We want to get both sides. Now on the spouse, don't worry about your spouse earning income to do the Roth, but the solo 401k, which we're coming to here as well. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it now since we're on the spouse topic. We never want to put our spouse on payroll just to get Medicare or Social Security. Dumb. Not good. We, we have spousal benefits again. They don't want to ever penalize the stay-at-home dad or mom. But if you want to throw down more than the Roth, and you can do both, then you've got to put the spouse on payroll before your end and include them on your S-Corp payroll. So keep that in mind. Yeah. 
All right, let's talk about the 401k. Hit the 401k, your day job. I want to hit the 401k, your mm. day job. Many of you have a day job. You know, I, I mean, when we say day job, we're like, you're working in corporate America, you're working for another company. You might be high income, low, I don't know, but you got a day job in a 401k. Now, you have an annual contribution of 22500 Fidelity did a report, and this is where you're talking about like the wealthy. Fidelity did a report, and they said, the people who have million dollar 401k accounts or larger, what have they done? They've continually maxed out annual contributions. They've put enough money aside that they can invest it. Now, we want you to do better in your returns than you can get in a Fidelity account with a broker, you know, dealer. You can self-direct it and have much more options, of course. But just that first principle of you need to get money saving to then start investing it. And the first principle was they made their contributions and they maxed them out. So look at maxing out your contribution if you can afford it. We're going to get into a solo K if you can do that and some other mechanics here. But if you're going to max out your 401k, you need to be doing it now at your day job. They've got to have those contributions and things in by year end. Solo Ks are a little different, but your day job 401k, this is a year end thing to tidy up. Now, this is where the strategic planning session with a tax lawyer based on your situation. We're talking maybe 1500 bucks and you get a, a trifecta, a whole year's plan and a review of what you're doing. Super powerful. So don't think it's like these, you know, some sort of platinum $20,000 package just to get in the door. Hell no. Okay. Now, here's an important point. There's going to be different scenarios. What Matt just said is if you don't have a small business to fund a solo 401k, you're going to want to max out the 401k at work. But let's say you have both and you have a small business generating income and you have the day job. Then we like to be a little more tricky. We want to do what's called matching out. We want to play in the company plan up to the amount they're going to match because we just double our money. That ROI is incredible. So even if they put it in some stupid fidelity at 5%, you doubled your money coming out of the gate. So grab it and go. So do the match, then play in your own 401k in your small business and do your personal Roth. You can do all three. So when we're in that consult, we're going to figure out, okay, how much discretionary income did you have this year? How much profit? Some of you are like, I can't afford to do all three. Cool. Some of you hit a home run this year and you're like, I got to dump a hundred grand somewhere and I don't want to pay tax on it. Or I want to get that Roth going. What do I do? So you can do what's called a mega backdoor Roth strategy where we combine all three as well. All sorts of options. And we've got podcasts on that as well. Yeah. So just think of like Dwight Schrute from The Office. He's the perfect example of this. I love giving this example. Okay. Dwight gets to play in the Dunder Mifflin 401k plan, right? And you could put $22,500 in as the employee contribution. Now, let's say that Dunder Mifflin does a 4% match. That's a very common total match. Let's say Dwight Schrute makes hundred grand. just so I can do the math there. He probably doesn't. This is Scranton, Pennsylvania after all. But you know, hang with me because I can do the math on this, all right? He makes hundred grand a year. Now, you can put up to 22500 Now, Dunder Mifflin's only going to match four grand. okay? That's the 4% match of what he puts in. And, but let's say he put in... 10 grand. He's still going to get the $4,000 match. So the, the way the match works is you kind of max out on it. It's there's different companies do it a little bit differently, but I just want to give that example. Now let's say that Dwight just does the 10 grand and he gets a $4,000 match. Okay. At Dunder Mifflin. Well, he's got another 12,500 he could do. Well, Dwight Schrute could do a solo 401k cause he has Schrute farms. That's okay. Right. He sells beet juice. He does weddings on the side. Okay. He could drop, he could have that solo K. And now he's got another 12,500. He could put in a solo K, his own 401k. 
He could also double up the employer contributions, by the way, and go over 66,000. I mean, Dwight Schrute at the end of the day could be doing almost 100 grand in 401k contributions between his day job and his solo 401k. And this is again where we say you got to get a tax consult, learn how these numbers add up, um, see if the solo K works in your scenario. But if you're going to do a solo K, and we're setting a lot of solo 401ks right now, this is for people self-employed with no employees. Think of Dwight Schrute, Schrute Farms. It's just him. He's got his weird little cousin running around, definitely 1099ing him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep, right? yep, yep. And so, but he's got the solo K. He's self-employed. And we have so many clients like that that have a side hustle or even their main hustle. And they're just solopreneurs. Well, you can have this solo K where you can put 66 grand a year in, but you got to set it up by December 31st in order to max out the contribution. And ironically, we do have a special every year on this. Uh, if you catch this podcast before the Thanksgiving weekend's over, we're knocking off a hundred bucks. But guys, it's a hundred bucks. You can, you'll be okay if you miss this special. We're still going to be doing those four hundred one ks through about December fifteenth at the latest. Yeah, and you've got to call the ladies and be super nice and beg because <laughs> it's a lot of work. Because what happens is the IRS shuts down for maintenance between Christmas and New Year's. And if you can't get an EIN before that shutdown, that 401k did not exist this year. So it's super critical you get on that. Again, you can put the money in later. You can put the money in up to nine months down the road next year to get the write-off for this year. Yeah. But this is what the wealthy do. They plan. So it's not about deploying the money right now. It's creating the structure so you can deploy the money and get the write-off. So exactly. And that's such an important point. It's about getting the structure and the things done so you can deploy it. Because think of even the paying your kids. They just need to have earned income by year end, but you don't need to contribute till April 15th. The solo K, if you're going to do that for yourself, you just need it set up by year end so you can max out the contributions. Now you could maybe set up the solo K later in 2024 and still do 2023 contributions, but you're not going to be able to max out in S corporations. There's just some like weird restrictions and stuff. We're talking broadly here. That's why we're saying you need to get a tax consult in your individual situation. But so much of this is about doing the things by year end so that you can drop the money in and the tax deductible or tax-free um, vehicle by April okay. 15th. One other tip, and then I, can I drop the next one? Yes. One other quick tip is don't forget your W-2. The W-2 that has to be issued in January by your S-Corp. So for any of you that have an S-Corp, not an escort, that would be highly inappropriate during the holiday season, but let, unless you're single, you know, in Columbia or something. But if you but if you have an S-Corporation, an S-Corp, you've got to issue, issue your W-2 in mid-January, and it's got to have the numbers that you're talking about here on it. Doesn't mean you have to contribute again. You, again, the deployment and the funding can happen later in the year, but the W-2's got to reflect it. All right, so next tip here, and I love this one, is the Roth conversion strategy. We talked about it for years, chunking, going at it, trying to build that Roth account. People wanted the best tax strategies for the wealthy is to not pay tax at all. So if you can build this Roth account at age 59 and a half, it becomes a tax-free ATM. And 59 and a half is the new 49 and a half. It's going to be here before you know it. And if you can start building it and snowballing it and growing it, it's absolutely critical. And that how much you're going to convert to Roth has to be done before December 31st. Yeah. And I, I love the strategy of Roth chunking. We talk about this all the time, but I want to take a step back before. So make sure you know what the heck a Roth is. Yeah. A lot of people are like, well, I don't write Roth, Matt. Okay. This is a question I like to, I like to pose all the time. And Mark, I'm going to ask you. Oh, okay. And yes. I might answer, but you know, this could be rhetorical. You could take a shot at it, but okay. if you, whatever you like to do with this, yes. I'm going to send it out. You okay. send it back. All you right. know, if All you right. like. Okay. 
Would you rather have a million dollar traditional IRA or a seven hundred thousand Roth IRA? Oh, I'd go Roth. Roth seven hundred grand. You leave three hundred thousand dollars on the table. Yeah, because it's going to go to the IRS when I pull it out anyway. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let me explain why. I agree. I'm with Mark. I'd rather have a 700,000 Roth IRA than a million-dollar traditional account. Because what's going to happen is and is when you hit retirement age of 59 and a half and you start pulling that money out, that million dollars is going to be taxable as you pull it out. If you're in a 30% tax bracket. State and Fed. State. Well, let's say you're in a 40% tax bracket, state and Fed. Yeah, okay? worse. Yeah. 40%. Okay. You're paying 30% federal, 10% state, whatever. I'm just giving a yeah. broad number here. Okay. That hundred, that million dollars is actually only 600K. Okay. Because you're paying taxes on the way out. That $700,000 Roth IRA though, that's coming out to you totally tax-free. You're not paying any state or federal tax on that. That's why everyone loves the Roth IRA. But Matt, how do I get there? How do I get to a Roth IRA? Well, you get there by doing the Roth conversion like Mark talked about. Well, and two options. You can convert. I'm sorry. You can contribute to Roth. Oh, you could. Right. You could have started Roth. You could start at Roth. Roth contributions from the beginning where you don't get a tax deduction. Yeah. But see, the traditional contributions, if you did a traditional 401k or a traditional IRA, you got baited in with a tax deduction. Now, sometimes you needed that. You wanted to lower your mm-hmm. taxes now. But the government says, oh, you want to take that traditional account we gave you a tax deduction on when you put your money in? You can convert it. But you got to pay us tax on the value of the account. So if you got a hundred thousand dollar account and you want to convert that to Roth, you can do it. But you're going to take a hundred thousand dollars in the income now. We're going to send you a 1099, or your IRA custodian yep. is going to send you a 1099 from the Roth conversion, and it's going to go on your tax return. If you're in a 30 percent federal and 10 percent state tax bracket, you're going to pay 40 grand in taxes. Yep. And not your IRA, but you. Yes. So you got to have some money set aside for that. We're going to talk about this. This is super important to unpack. Now, I want to just say it simply and easily, if that was a whirlwind, <laughs> a tradition, a tra- Matt and I talk about it all day. So we just assume everybody kind of like, oh, yeah. Okay. A traditional IRA or traditional 401k, you get a tax deduction. You can invest it in whatever you want. Don't pay tax. But when you pull it out, you pay tax. That's the traditional or 401k. If you have a Roth, you don't get a write-off on the way in but it grows tax-free and it comes out tax-free. Uh, there you go. So that's why we like the Roth because it, it ultimately snowballs and there's no tax in the future, which can be unpredictable. So either you, and you really, you're going to be doing a combination of things. You're going to be putting money into a Roth right now, like the kids Roth and your Roth and whatever. And you're going to be looking at your old traditional saying, Ooh, I got to convert. I got to convert. And, and you're going to do it in chunks so, because there's seven income tax brackets, and why we say chunking is you don't want to chunk too much and drop into a higher bracket. So we want to like this is where the year-end strategy session comes in again. I've got so much to say here, but but you want to be thinking what bracket am I in? If I convert to Roth, how much? What is the tax going to be? Oh, I can convert up to this, and my tax rate stays about here. Cool. I'll, that's all I'll do this year. So you're very very intentional, very targeted. Love it. Okay. Well, I've got more on this. Can I say one other thing? Oh, you want to continue on this? Okay, I was going to jump to the next one. Okay, before we jump to the next one, another important, important strategy is here is you're converting to Roth. Um, Okay, it's not a Dairy Queen. You know, we got Kid Roth, Kid Rock. We got Roth Freezes. I like the Roth Freeze. I wish they had it at Dairy Queen, but they don't. But the beauty of a Roth Freeze means I can look at what's in my account now and I can pay the tax on it now and I'll never pay tax again. I freeze any future tax right now. It's frozen. No more tax. Yeah. And so I kind of like to, to say, because some of you might have a, a, a property 
or, or some sort of real estate deal in your Roth right now. I'm sorry, in your traditional IRA, you might have some real estate. Well, let's get it appraised and it's lowest and best use, lowest and worst use. Let's get an appraisal and freeze it and chunk it. And then future appreciation of that rental property will never be taxed when you pull it out of a traditional. The other thing is, is think of offsetting deductions. You may go, okay, if I convert, like Matt said, a hundred grand to Roth, well, can I have a hundred grand and write off somewhere else? Maybe I do a cost seg on one of my real estate properties. Maybe I do an investment in oil and gas with an IDC. Uh, maybe there's some stock I need to unload that's got a loss or some crypto at a loss. I'll cash in on that loss in my crypto portfolio and offset the Roth conversion. So now you're you're playing you're you're being very strategic. So very important. Yeah. Um, this is why all the tax planning comes together. And this is when we talk about the wealthy, what do the wealthy do? They're very tax savvy, you know, for all the crap Donald Trump gets and all the wealthy people who's had their tax returns disclosed, Donald Trump, you know, right. Using real estate and all those tax strategies to save on real estate. Peter Thiel using a Roth IRA and self-directing. I have a $6 billion Roth IRA. He wasn't buying stocks or mutual funds. He was self-directing in small business and startups. Um, we have like Jeff Mitt Bezos, yeah. entrepreneur, yeah. Mitt Romney, self-directing, doing the same thing. Like all these tax returns got disclosed. And it's like, what were the wealthy doing? Not only were they making great investments, they were doing it in a tax advantage way. Yeah. They were taking advantage of every tax strategy available to them to not just make money and invest it, but to be able to keep as much of it as possible. Oh, but Matt, they have advisors and they've got CPAs and attorneys that work for them that do it all for them. They probably don't know it. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Wrong is you can't pay someone enough to worry about every piece of your life the way you will. You've got to know enough to be the captain of the ship. Yeah. I once interviewed a captain of um, a naval vessel. He wrote a book on captain your ship. It was so good. It was a few years ago. And it was so interesting as I've, I've got a, a son-in-law that was in the Navy too. And how, when you move up in the ranks in the Navy, you learn every job that's below you. And when a captain is a captain of a ship, he knows everybody else's job. He, this, this son-in-law was telling me how there was different officers on rotation in his area because they had to learn what he did down in the uh, torpedo room and electrical, this, that, and another. People, that's what wealthy do. They know every spot of the ship, and then they get good people to run those areas, but they're involved in the decision-making because they understand. Yeah. I mean, I would say my largest client has a $300 million Roth IRA. When I talked to him about self-directing his Roth IRA, and he used the big law firms, every advisor, big CPA firms, I remember he told me, he's like, you're the first person that knows more about this than I do. He's like, and I use every professional out there. He's like, I know this stuff. Why do you think I'm good at it? Why do you think I've used this tool to build my wealth? And so, um, and and you'll find everyone that's successful has done that. They obsess over that. They they learn the strategies of wealth building, and they're doing it in a tax-efficient way so they get to keep as much of it as possible. Okay, do you have any more? I'll just say a couple of things you don't need to worry about right now. Okay. okay. Health savings account contribution. The contribution. The contribution. But okay. what do we need to worry about? I was actually on my car ride in. Yeah. The words healthcare.gov came out of my mouth three times on my drive here to work today. Oh, that sounds because, like a depressing drive to the office. <laughs> wow. Very exciting. <laughs> because you do need to decide on your health insurance plan for next year yes. right now. So you can make an HSA contribution next year, but the contribution you have until April 15th for this year. Yeah. And that's the same thing on covered L 
plans mm-hmm. to. You have until April 15th. And so um, – and even like your solo 401ks, right? The money doesn't have to get in until April 15th. The Roth IRA if you're paying your kids, the money doesn't need to get in until April 15th. But remember all the stuff we talked about you need to do before you're to have the structure and strategy in place. The last thing I just wanted to note was get your plan ready for 2024. And I want to change everyone's mindset here about retirement account retirement plan contributions. Okay. Change the way you think about when to put money in your retirement account. Everybody thinks about when's the deadline to get your money in. I want you Mm. thinking about when is the first day I can get it in. Mm. The other thing that happened in this fidelity report about people with the largest accounts, they tracked, they said, everybody that has a large account for the vast majority, a common theme was they put their money in early. They don't wait for the deadline. They're dropping money in in January. Once they have that 6,500 bucks of earned income, that 66 grand, they can justify a solo. Okay. Once they've made that, they are dropping that in first thing to go and invest it because the time value of money. And when you're investing it, if you're waiting a whole year and a half later to get it in on April 15th, you're behind the the eight ball. They're trying to get the money in early. So it's investing. So change your mindset about when can I do this strategy as opposed to when's the deadline to actually do it. When's the first day I can do I love it? it? I'm trying to figure out what's bad about being behind the eight ball. Like, oh, you're trying to hit the ball that's oh, your striper or your your striper solid and it's behind I the eight I think I ball. used the analogy properly, but I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, question. I don't know the answer. I've heard it before and I was like I was just shooting pool the other day and and I was when you said that, I was like, Oh, when would I not want to be when would I be behind the eight ball? And would that be good or bad? And maybe it's, the, maybe it's the eight ball thing that you do like the question. Oh, you shake it? Yeah. Maybe it's that Does eight he ball? love me? Does she love me? Yeah. And you're you know, like, you don't want to be on the wrong side of yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. I just no. stick to Ouija boards. They're more accurate. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> okay. Folks, time is now. The world is your oyster. This is your domain. This is your legacy. This is your family. It's your wealth. And the more engaged you are, the more intentional the more successful you're going to be. You know what? Deep down, and I know it can be overwhelming. We all know that if I want to work out and get healthy, I have to schedule it. Or it doesn't happen. If I wake up in the morning uh, and I don't schedule it, it's not happening. Schedule your consult. You can go to call your own advisor. If they're they're on the same page and they speak Mark Kohler and Matt Sorensen, great. If they don't, it's going to waste your time. And we have a whole list of tax advisors at markjkohler.com and our tax pro network. They are all certified on every strategy we talked about today. They literally had to take a test to be on that list. So at markjkohler.com, you can find an advisor there, a tax advisor. You can also schedule with the law firm at kqslawyers.com. Schedule it or it won't happen. Because I know this is stressful talking about it. it it's You're like, I got the holidays, it's Thanksgiving, you have no idea. No, I do. I'm going home to base the turkey tonight. I get. I know there's a lot on your plate, people. Um, I don't think I'm going to put the stuffing in the turkey, though. You're not going to do the no, stuffing in the turkey? Made... You're going to bake it separate? Yeah, but it's still mushy. I told you I like the combo method. You I do it in the turkey, yeah. and then you bake I, it I later and just crisp the top. That but way the, you get the turkey flavors into it. I like it, but then it still could be really too moist. You know, I okay. like it more light and dry stuffing, maybe. There's <laughs> got to be a balance. Okay. I, I might do a little of both. All right. Are you doing the two-step, though? I think we're going to do the two-step. I'm okay. going to go for it. That's, okay. that's, that's. Are you already thawing out your turkey? What, how big yes. are you going on it? How, how many pounds? Uh, well, how many pounds do we do? It's, I don't remember. I went 11. This big? Yeah, that big. <laughs> <laughs> I, did a, I did 11 pounds. Okay. I think you that's know? about where ours is. About 12. Yeah. I think, cause it's like. You want left One and a half pounds per oh. person is kind of the. Dude, thing. I have got the best Instagram post too on how to carve a turkey. Oh, it is super cool. I'll send that over to you. Well, folks, thanks for letting us just be a part of your life and have some fun. Hopefully we've made this relaxing and enjoyable. Get your plan, schedule it. It'll take away the anxiety and stress of knowing when this is going to happen. Just schedule it. 
You'll be okay. If you call our office, we're going to save you 10 times whatever the hell you pay. And I promise you. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. See you then.